With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Isn't she going to come up here and take over in a minute or two? Yeah. Right. Okay. You know how these ladies yep. are. Here, here we go. <laughs> no, but it's good to have you and Jill here. Y'all have been off gallivanting and doing all kinds of stuff and I haven't seen you in a while. How you been, Arlie? Been doing fine, Travis. Blessed by the Lord, I'm still here, you know? Yeah. Yep. Yep. You you are. And and I want to just, uh, first of all, tell our audience, this, this uh, broadcast will be a little different than others. Usually you guys are forced to listen to me rant about nothing. Well, it's not nothing. Nutrition, weight loss, wellness. I mean, 
what what else is there in life other than to take care of your temple and your spirit? That's it, and to take care of your family and yeah. praise the Lord. That's yeah. it. Amen. Bless the name of the Lord. There you at go. All times. But uh, you know we've been we've had these shows now. We've done quite a few over the last year, year and a half, and uh, we took a, a hiatus from them for a season, and then come back to it. And and you folks seem to like these, but I don't want you to get bored with me, little old me. So I was talking with Arlie the other day and suggested that maybe he make some time for us and come over here and talk to us on the radio show because he's got credentials. He won't admit it, but he does. He's got credentials. Now, I want to give it just a few minutes because everybody's like me. They're always running late, tuning in late. Let me just tell you how I got to know Arlie, and then I'm going to let him tell you a little bit about himself before we get into some good stuff today. By the way, we're going to talk about weight loss. We're going to talk about wellness. We're going to talk about bodybuilding. Now, before you say, I'm not into bodybuilding, because I don't know if you know, but about 93% of my audience is women. Yep. <laughs> they are, and, and we're happy about that. But they, they may be thinking, you know, what, what in the world would I want to learn or hear about bodybuilding? And, you know, when I started... Uh, my fascination with bodybuilding, it wasn't because I was interested in being a bodybuilder. What really got me was the amount of self-discipline required for someone to live like that. And they, yeah, I felt like they had something I didn't have. I was over 300 pounds and on prescription medications. And, you know, I just knew if I could tap into that type of self-discipline, I could be successful. So if you're not a bodybuilding fanatic out there hey don't don't just tune us off because bodybuilding i think it can help you in every area of life i'm gonna ask arlie to talk some about that i'm gonna ask him to talk about his supplement company i'm gonna ask him to talk about some of our supplements i'm gonna tell you why he's here to talk about zero drag supplements and lazarus supplements i mean he's got his hand in a lot of things and he takes very little credit for it so we're going to bring that out today but we're also going to talk about his book that's been well-received, his book that's called Cestus. Cestus. We're going to talk about that today, among other things. And we'll probably, knowing you and I, we'll probably uh, exceed the broadcast time we have because we love to talk. Jill will probably have to cut this off. We'll be here all night, yep, brother. That'd be fine with me, brother. Okay. Right. Well, I really am glad that you're here. First of all, Arlie, I met you... Uh, back years ago, I think I've shared this story with you. Met you back years ago in Cartersville, Georgia, at the Women's Expo. That's right. Was it? It was the Women Expo. Yes, sir. It was. And we, uh, at that time, was involved with a weight loss and wellness program called Thrive Weight Loss. And some of our folks had set up a booth there, and I had went by to just check it out. And I, I met you, and didn't know your name. Did had, had never. Uh, I just think things in life happen for a reason. But we spoke, I, I remember it, you probably don't remember it, but we just spoke briefly. I remember it very well, my friend, very briefly. well. Yeah. And, and something about you, uh, it made an impression on me. And, I, you know, of course, me being a young entrepreneur, if you will, and having similar interests as you, and, and you being much more experienced entrepreneur, it may, may have been just that, may have been that, I was, uh, you know, putting you there on a, a type of a pedestal because that's what I wanted to 
aspire to at that time in my life. But funny how I just think things happen for a reason. Fast forward. I don't know the time frame. I'd say a year, two years. And I got reconnected <coughs> with a, an acquaintance of mine. And we were just talking about life and talking about some things we'd been through. And out of the blue, he said, you know who you need to talk to? And I said, who? Because I was tired of talking to people at that time <laughs> in my life. Yeah. He said, you need to talk to Arlie Vest. And he told me a little bit about you and said he might could really offer you some aid, some, some counsel. And I, I remember saying, you know, I don't trust anybody. At that time in my life, I didn't. And he said, I trust that man with my life. And mm -hmm. for whatever reason, wow. one thing led to another. Next thing I know, I'm sitting in your house, and mm -hmm. I just really felt uh, a kinship with you and towards you and found out, discovered we had all of this stuff in common. If you remember, we're there to talk about something else that you're in your home, and you and I start talking about bodybuilding. We did, yes. And, <laughs> and I think my wife and probably your family like, oh, Lord, here Arlie goes, <laughs> and now he's got somebody to – to talk to about this stuff. So just take us through a little bit of your autobiography, if you will, and, and tell us about your background, uh, just just what got you here. Arlen. Okay. Well, first of all, I remember our first encounter very, very well, and I believe in my terminology there are no chance encounters. It's up to us to find out the why and do something about it. Uh, before I get any further, uh, for those of you who read about me on Facebook or, or the uh, website, uh, I had to come over here. It was so astounding to see who in the world Travis was talking about. That's right. They did all this stuff. So I had to come and see who it was. Oh. <laughs> I appreciate you. you uh, you're too generous with your praise. But uh, I want to throw in one thing, too, uh, about bodybuilding. This is off the cuff with Travis and myself. Bodybuilding probably, Travis, uh, throws people off a little bit. So I'm going to, if you don't mind, use the term resistance training, mm -hmm. which covers everything from body shaping to rehab uh, to sports performance enhancement. Uh, I will say this, if any of the ladies out there are still with us, I was one of the pioneers in using resistance training, weight training, for uh ladies who were in beauty pageants. Mm -hmm. And this a long time ago, and that was no, no, no. Uh, short story long as it usually is, uh, some of the people that, that I was fortunate enough to work with won titles of Miss Louisiana, uh, Miss USA, Miss Georgia. Wow. Uh, because they did not get huge muscles. That's largely a matter of hormones, as you know, Travis. But they toned and firmed that female physique to the ultimate. So that's what we're about in that case. Okay. Didn't, didn't mean to go off on a tangent there, buddy. No, you know. I, don't, I don't think you did. And, and actually, I, I hope that you'll enjoy um, this broadcast as much as I already can tell that I'm going to. Because, you know, what I love about you, Arlie, you're at a place, too, where you don't follow a script in life anymore. Mm. We've got a script here. And we're not going to stick to it. We'll get we'll get to things as as it the spirit leads. There you go, perfect. But you just mentioned something that I think is really important. I mean, you said it's not bodybuilding. There, there are I don't oh, know yes. that there yeah. should be, but there's some negative connotations attached to bodybuilding. Yes. 
especially with ladies, they think, I don't want big muscles. I don't want those veins. And they see some of these ladies that bodybuild, mm-hmm. and they think they look so manly. They have manly characteristics. But most of those folks, they've not done things the right way. That That's chemically induced. Is that correct? Let me get into that. You're 100% correct. Uh, again, I've been around this. Well, this is my 55th year in health and wellness. So wow. obviously I started very young. You like forgot to, more than I'll ever know. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. Uh, it's always a learning process. But uh, I've seen from the golden age of bodybuilding up to now, and I've known some women competitors. Now, the ladies' physique competitors are much, much different than the ladies' fitness competitors and the ladies' bikini competitors. Uh, But Travis hit the nail on the head, and uh, I have to agree. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, these ladies, and let me tell you, a huge percentage of the men are on a host of PEDs, performance-enhancing drugs, and steroids sometimes are just the tip of the iceberg. I don't know if even you were aware of that. Mm-hmm. It gets into uh, oh, HGH, human growth hormone, insulin, believe it or not. And some of these ladies are, are quite masculine, but I'm sure Travis knows these. The average person, if she trains correctly and obviously does not get into steroids, eats correctly, she will only shape the body that God intended her to have. I hope you don't mind me putting it that way. No, because I try to tell them the same types of things. I remember, this is how how far back I go with bodybuilding. I remember my mom, I should say resistance training, my mom watching Jane Fonda. Jane Fonda, oh yeah. Yes, I do, yeah. Well, my dad did not like Jane Fonda. We will not get into that. Politically. Right, that's it. My dad's a veteran. He did not like Jane Fonda. So my mom, instead of following Jane Fonda, she began to follow a lady by the name of Rachel McClish. Rachel McClish. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. Yep. Now, to me, if you go back then, they they called that female body body. They did. She starred in a movie, Pumping Iron Number 2. She did, right. And then there was Bev Francis. Mm -hmm. You know, Bev Francis had some very manly characteristics. She did, and I've met both of them, by the way. Both good people, I hear. Good people, yes. Rachel McClish was, though, she was, to me, she was statuesque, she was strong, she was feminine, she was every, from a physical standpoint, I don't know about her heart, mm-hmm. but from a physical standpoint, she was everything that a female should aspire to be physically. She was physically fit, but that was before all this stuff. That, that that's right, now, and, and right? You're, you're totally correct. I've had the, the opportunity to meet uh, Rachel McLeish on two occasions, and uh, she was a stunner. Mm-hmm. It seemed very nice. It had everything female about her, her looks, her voice, uh, if bodybuilding for ladies had continued in that mode, it'd be popular. Yeah. Now, Bev Francis, I met, and uh, I, I'm not uh, far be it for me to make any judgment or guess whether anyone's on steroids. I do know that Bev was a very successful amateur athlete and probably has that God-given talent. Uh, she was nice, very nice, and I saw her. This won't mean much to anybody who's not weight training, and we don't do talk about weights on machines because that variable, Travis. I saw her do six or eight good reps on the incline press with 185. I can't yep. do that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, if you use both hands, you could, Travis. Well, yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. But uh, no, I was these ladies that are listening here, and we're going to get to this stuff, but they want to lose weight, mm-hmm. and you can't be immune to these days watching the ideal image of a female on TV, hearing about the ideal image of a female, seeing it in magazines, and they get so down and out and they get so depressed because they're comparing themselves to these these Photoshop models or Mm. these folks that are, their physique is chemically induced. Exactly. My point would be go all the way back to a Rachel McClish Mm-hmm. Somebody like that, you know. You know what got her her physique? Hard work. It did indeed. Hard yep. work. Yeah. What kind of self discipline? That if you, if you you look, wait let me okay. do this. Okay. You you were a bodybuilder. Uh, yes. I don't want to I, tell your wife, but we did get a few messages about that picture. I oh, put well. up. that was pretty hot. <laughs> so they said. So they said. Well, I take yeah. your word for that. Well, I wish I had those abs. <laughs> well. Uh, a bodybuilder, in a sense, I was one of the pioneers of uh, health clubs, fitness centers in the South. Uh, was a partner in my first one way back in 1961 with Harry Smith in Tampa. Real good guy. I opened the first club that I owned myself about in 64 in Houma, Louisiana. Um, there's There's been a lot of changes. Uh, all those years I trained. Uh, and though I did compete, um, as you know this, Travis, but I'll throw this out here to the listeners, I had uh, children, had responsibility, I was fortunate enough to be very successful in business, and uh, I didn't want to take the time out away from everything to spend the time I thought was necessary to compete. Now, go forward a few years, after I reached the age of 40, they had masters or over 40 competition, and back then it was loaded. All the stars, when they hit 40, they got in these shows. So I, I thought, uh, well, let me just see. I'll enter a contest and two, or two just to see how would I have done when I was younger if I competed. But I waited until I was 43 because <laughs> I thought 40 is too young to be in that kind of competition. So um, I entered the first year, Mr. Louisiana, and won. Uh, Mr. Gulf States in one. Wow. And then Mr. Southern States in one. And the final one was Mr. Southern USA. And if memory serves me right, this was back in the 80s. There were competitors, supposedly the best that year, in 14 different states, mm-hmm. including one guy who had placed third in the Open Mr. America and won Best Arms. Remember when they used to have mm-hmm. that? And Best Abs. So I was fortunate enough to win all of them. So, wow. uh, the the NPC head, I don't know if you're familiar with the NPC, yes. National Physique Committee, the heads for the states of Louisiana, states of Mississippi, took me aside and said, Arlie, uh, we want you to compete in the Masters Mr. America. We think you can win this thing. Well, I mean, that would be quite an accomplishment, I guess, but it was time I got back to business. And very, very frankly, I didn't want to do the supplements, let's say, yep. that was necessary to get me there. So I thanked him and uh, kept training, went back to business. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. And, you know, when you were training during that time, and just to just to qualify this for the people listening, uh-huh. I feel like we're really blessed to have you here today. You're too kind, buddy. But yeah. I don't think so. I mean, you've done so much, Arlie, that with weight loss centers, with wellness, you've accomplished a ton of stuff. 
And in the midst of all of this, and you still do train, Mm -hmm. you were training, you were committed to training. If anybody's seen the picture I posted, maybe it was yesterday or day before yesterday, you had the beard, you looked like a darn spark. (laughs) But, you know, he's ripped, great physique. And what people need to know is whether male or female, The kind of effort and discipline. I don't think when you share this with people, it scares them off. I think people want to work hard. Mm -hmm. I think they will enjoy working hard, but they need to know what the right expectation is. And most people, let me tell you how guys are. Okay. Most of our guys look at your picture. I'm talking about average guys like me. They look at those pictures of you in your prime peak condition and they go, I want to look like that. And they get up the next day, they do 10 push-ups and expect to look like that. How long did it take you to forge that type of physique? How long did you train on a daily basis? How many days a week? Did you do any cardio to cut the, the fat to so that you could show though that great physique? Tell us a little bit about your training. And one more thing before I shut up, <laughs> I want y'all to know this guy, he he was hobnobbing with all the greats, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Frank right. Zane, right. Larry Scott. I mean, you knew all those guys, I, right? I did. I was fortunate. Yeah. Awesome. So tell them a little bit, just, just what's on your heart, of course, okay. but also what does it take? If you were talking to me mm-hmm. and you were talking to Sasha, my wife, Mm-hmm. And we said, Sasha said, I want to have the physique of Rachel McClish. And I said, I want to have your physique, Arlie. What would you tell us to do? What kind of effort would we have to invest? Okay, very good question. Let me turn the clock back just a little bit. Uh, I grew up and graduated from high school in a small factory town in Missouri. Never saw a set of weights until I got to college. So I was very thin, a student. Uh, quick track guy, but thin, and I, I wanted to gain weight and uh, saw the, the weights in there and thought, this is neat. It took me a while to learn what I did, Travis, when I got interested in training. No thought of bodybuilding. I not only read the magazines. In fact, in later years, I wrote for several of the magazines. Uh, I made it a point to study anatomy, kinesiology, physiology, things like that, because it, the magazines sometimes, folks, are are their catalogs. Okay. Yeah, I think I've seen one of your, maybe several of your articles in something Dave Draper, Draper put out. Uh, his website. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Good guy. Definitely. One of the greats as well. Over the years, I learned, and for a while, Travis, I, this will put people off, but I had, a, I had gyms, but it was very hard to train if you have a successful enterprise. And uh, the larger one was uh, five and a half acres, if you can imagine that. We had tennis, racquetball, uh swimming. It was a huge place. Very hard for me to train, even with a good staff. So every morning for years, I got up about five, had a cup of coffee, went to the gym so I could get a workout in. Now, back then, I followed Arnold's routine, Dave Draper. All those guys were training six days a week. I'm telling it like it was, okay? Uh, Hour or two at a time, and I did that. uh, Split up the body parts, so this won't be interesting, but Here's how we did it back then. Legs one day, because that's hard. Mm-hmm. Chest back the other day. Shoulders, arms, and you go again, take the weekend off. What I didn't realize back then, folks, was that with with no disrespect, I'm not qualified to make judgments. I didn't realize that 
these fellows were on steroids. Now, mm-hmm. nothing like today. No insulin, no HGH, anything like that. But it, it helped their recuperation ability. And I'm beating myself to death that I got, you know, pretty muscular, pretty strong. But only when I realized that there was an, another factor involved did I make some changes. On top of that, this is hard to believe. I was training six days a week, and I was doing martial arts four. It's a wonder I didn't die. <laughs> but I, I didn't need any uh, cardio with mm-hmm. all the martial arts. So what I learned later and what I would advise now, and this is how I trained when I competed in my 40s, less is better than more. Mm. You need shorter intervals of training, shorter time periods, and more intensity. You remember a guy named Dorian Yates? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, he, I just Googled Dorian did yesterday. You, tremendous physique. He trained when he won Mr. Olympia four days a week, about an hour at a time. That's it. He kind of, he, he, and some of you, this is going to be a foreign language. Yeah, to you. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, it's mm-hmm. great because I was going to mention Mike Mentzer. He, yeah, he developed yeah. his training philosophies from Mike Mentzer. Right, he did. You're shocked that I know all this. I yes. Know. Well, I know Mike Mentzer. He came to, I used to promote contests. I watch him train out in California. Uh, Mike actually, uh, I hesitate to say this, Mike and his brother Ray both have passed away prematurely. But the way he actually trained and the way he promoted training was a little different, but mm-hmm. there there was a financial thing. Mm-hmm. So if it was you and Sasha or anyone out there, depending on where you are now, always, always, always take baby steps. Mm-hmm. Start slow. If I was working out with you, I know you're a big, strong guy, but I, I really would say, Travis, please be patient with me. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want you so sore tomorrow you can't work out. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Sasha. I would say four to five days a week, mix some cardio in there, and in general, do not go over an hour with each session. Mm-hmm. Because then you start to make inroads into your recovery ability, uh, hormone levels and things like that. So in, in your case, if we were training together, probably one day we'd do legs, take a day and maybe do chest uh, and shoulders, take a day off. Mm-hmm. If you want to do some cardio, that's a good time to do it. Then work back one day and arms one day and take the weekend off. So it's it's not eating up your life, but I can guarantee you out there, it sounds counterintuitive. And one of my daughters used to tell me, I'd say, sweetie, you, you got to get up and move. Exercise creates energy. Now, that doesn't make sense, mm-hmm. <laughs> but physiologically it does. Mm-hmm. So that way, working out four to maybe five days a week, Short and intense, you've got time for your family, time for your job, time for your your church duties, and you're not living in the gym. Mm -hmm. And nutrition, you nailed that. Uh, You really did. If I'm rambling here, you just shut me up. No, 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 you're doing great. I remember very well, folks, the the first time uh, my wife's been a a disciple, of, if you will, of of Travis for some time now, and she was always in good shape. but she lost, oh, 32 pounds. Um, and she's in, here's the kind of shape she's in. One of our granddaughters says, Nana, you don't need to lose any more weight. You're as thin as paper. <laughs> so, so guess who her favorite granddaughter is? Yeah. But the first time I, I went to one of your, your, I call them performances, but one of your meetings, <laughs> I, I came in, folks, skeptically. Because I've I've had medical weight loss clinics, I've done hospital weight loss programs. As Travis mentioned, I'm a, a member of the American College of Sports Medicine, so and I know hope you're not going to be offended, but I was thinking, well, 
this is going to be one of those things like, you know, the newest fad out there. Mm-hmm. But lo and behold, when when Travis got out there, he had he had the, the fire in him. But he was right on about all calories are not equal. Some people still think that. Mm-hmm. Right on about the needs of protein and right down the line. So after the meeting, I said, Joe, honey, this guy, not only does he know what he done, does, is doing, but you made it fun. Mm-hmm. You really do. Well, thank you. Don't blush now, but that's the truth. <laughs> okay. I'm I'm blushing like Jill was blushing when you said she was thin as paper. Thin as paper, yeah. yeah. So uh, that was uh, I'm getting long-winded here. It's just like Travis and I, old friends, were sitting here talking, and, and I'd be happy. Time's a little bit, you know, my my schedule. Even though I'm 77, I'm still CEO of Lazarus, and I'm working on another novel. But I'd be happy, Travis, and you can help me engineer this. If people have specifics, and I'd, I'd be happy to make time to answer emails or maybe sit in again and we'll have a, another conversation oh, here, whatever you think. So that that's up to you all out there. Uh, my goal is to help people and honestly dispel some of these myths and misconceptions about resistance it's, it's training. It's really bad. I get asked this all the time. I, I, I think when for, people first meet me, mm-hmm. you know, we we've had the blessing and privilege of now connecting with tens of thousands of people over the last decade oh, yeah, yeah. and helping them with weight loss. And I forget that sometimes. I forget, and Sasha will make me feel it. She'll say, you know, we've, we've tried to do something good, and, and we feel like we have, but we forget because it's in our heart to help one person. We just want to help one person. Right. But it starts adding up after a while. And every once in a while, it's funny, but a, a member of Shaboleth will call or come in or come by they can be from out of state and they're really taken aback when they meet me and they're like there's no this guy is an idiot and i i concur and (laughs) and they they'll say how in the world this program is wonderful how in the world where did you steal this from you know how many times i've been asked really oh my god i didn't know that buddy i I did not know that yes and you know this is digressing, but years ago, you know what it's like because you wrote Cestus, it's your baby. Mm-hmm. I wrote all this stuff. I didn't know how to copyright nothing. Somebody told me, put it in an envelope, seal it up, postmark it, mail it back to myself. I've done that three or four times. Yeah. Now this program's everywhere. And it come, it come out of my heart. But let me yeah. tell you where that originated from. When I was young, I got picked on. And I Me think, too. I think Me I too. This yeah, I did too. I worked a job, and I would buy Muscle and Fitness magazine. How many times have you heard this story from young boys? Yes. I buy ahead. Flex magazine, and I became not well Muscle and Fitness, and then later it was something else. But Flex has come out later. But I bought them all, mm-hmm. and I just absorbed it. So when people ask, "No, you, Travis, you've got to have a basis for where this comes from." It comes from bodybuilding. I'll be darned. That's yeah. why yeah. you and I, when I say calories aren't all created equal, you're yeah. like, of course not. <laughs> but I mean, not to criticize the medical establishment, they will argue with me. Absolutely. They'll argue with me. You mentioned insulin earlier, that bodybuilders would inject insulin into their bloodstream. You know why they do? It's a growth hormone. Mm-hmm. It, 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 so what we're right. doing is neutralizing our body's natural production of insulin so that we can burn fat. But it came from bodybuilding. It came from sports nutrition. And one of the things that I think people feel like 
is that if they exercise enough, if they work out hard enough and long enough, too long, Mm-hmm. that they will get shredded. They'll have those abs, and a woman will have those sleek lines and curves and, and, and you know, toned muscles. Guys will have big muscles. Do you agree with this? It's 80% nutrition. If you want yes. those abs, if you want to look good, if you want to look good naked, naked. Yeah. then darn, it's about the nutrition. Uh, yes, I agree. Now, you can train hard. you got to build the muscle. Anyone that really knows sports nutrition knows that. I, say, I want to get ripped. I want to get yeah. cut. Well, that's it is 80% nutrition. Mm-hmm. Build a muscle first, but if you're really going to get cut up, you'd have to you'd have to be a, a marathon swimmer like mm-hmm. swimming the channel. So you're you're right on. Uh, Larry Scott. Nobody will know this guy. He's the first Mr. Olympia. Incidentally, a friend of me passed away not long ago. He said this back in the 60s. That nutrition, I think he said 70%, mm-hmm. but he, they were on target. I learned a lot through the bodybuilding community because to really get that ripped, you have to be strict with yourself. Yes. You don't have to work yourself to the bone, but I instinctively cut out sugars. Mm-hmm. I ate carbs, like like you propose, a good complex carbs, a lot of protein. Mm-hmm. I tapped it. Tap down the protein. But Wait yeah. a minute. Protein, they say, is horrible for you, Arley. That's what they say. <laughs> it's bad for you. It'll shut your kidneys down mm-hmm. is what they say about protein. Well, you know, when I gave some uh, – I'll try not to keep interrupting here, no, buddy. I'm not. sorry. But no. I, I've done some hospital weight loss programs, and most of the dietitians did not agree with my thoughts on protein. Come on, brother. They did not. Come on. Now, bless their hearts, most of them – and this sounds awful. I don't mean, folks, but they needed to lose weight themselves. Mm-hmm. So if you're teaching people, you don't have oh, you don't come have on to, now, preach it. You don't have to look brother. like Rachel McLish, but you don't have to look like I won't name anybody yeah. else. Okay. So here's the thing, and Travis already knows this. Some of the original research done on the effects of protein on kidneys, guess what, was done with kidney patients. Mm-hmm. Now. Figure that out. Yeah. They already had compromised kidneys. Already in renal failure. Yes. <laughs> or close. Right. Yeah. So, of course. Yeah. So, I love research. I do an enormous amount for Lazarus Labs. Uh, I guess I'm one of the few people who actually like to go through these pages of research abstracts, but you find out the truth. But even this scientific research, I hate to say it, can be skewed. Depending yeah. on what they're determined to prove. Look, we could get together and do one bang up research project. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, we yeah. could. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's dependent upon what they want to sell. Exactly. Pharmaceuticals. Exactly. Exactly. Pharmaceuticals. Yeah. I'll tell you why right now they say if you're diabetic, it doesn't matter. You eat your carbs and you match the right dosage of insulin because they're selling yep. the stuff. They're selling insulin. That's right. It's high. Right. It's a lot higher right. than right. vitamin and some effort, you know. <laughs> I love this. Well, I won't get off onto it, but Lazarus Labs is is a, a non-prescription pharmaceutical firm. We've been around. We're one of the pioneers in this. And uh, and I have me- medical people on my side, have medical advisors. But in general, I'm going to sound like a conspiracy theorist now. Big business does not like us. I mean, big pharma. Right. They, they, they just. Uh, I won't get into specifics, but I understand we're taking money out of their pocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other hand, uh, they can do some things we can't. Mm-hmm. So 
it, it's just a fact, a sad fact to me that money affects so much. Look, we're talking about people's health, their welfare, their life. So to me, and I know to you, it, it's about the mission, not about money. Right. That, no. a, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, we're talking about, you know, phys- physically training your body. And let me, I want to digress a minute because okay. I said something wrong. Nutrition is 80% of being lean. Mm-hmm. Uh, but take me, for example. Right now, if I were to if I were to stick to our nutrition program the way I should and do mm-hmm. some cardio, no mm-hmm. weight training, I'd probably end up looking sick. I'd be ripped, but I'd probably look sick because I don't have any muscle mass. Mm-hmm. If I want the look that I want, I've got to lean out, and then I've got to eat for putting on weight, but quality weight. Correct. So I don't want to discount what training, resistance training does for one, but let me me throw this at you. I want your opinion on this, and we've really not talked about this. Mm Mm-hmm. But you you take someone like me that I want it all, okay? Yeah. I want I ain't talking about uh, steroid induced. I got you. I got I'm you. talking right. about I want to be Hugh Jackman. You know who Hugh Jackman yeah, is? I do. The Wolverine. Yep. Yeah. You know I want some good biceps. I want a tight chest. I got a lot of. Well, I got man boobs going on here. You've got to help me with some training <laughs> or something. But, you know, I want the biceps, I want the chest, I want the the svelte waist, I want uh, quads, I want calves that that are attractive, okay? Yeah, right, right. Everybody, every female listening, they they want that too. Right. And it's another thing, wanting it and working for it. But when you have a goal to build muscle and lose fat at the same time, I think that's a difficult approach. I think one should let's let's deplete and cut the fat and then mm-hmm. let's train properly because it requires to build muscle to build it, mm-hmm. not tone it. Right. Requires consuming more calories than you need. It, Am I right? It does. Thank yes. You. Right. You're you're very right. Uh, Hugh Jackman has a trainer mm-hmm. and I think you could do it. You really could. Now uh Having lived in California, nobody will know Franco Colombo, but that's oh, I do. Yeah, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger's friend and sidekick. Uh, Franco trains Stallone for most of the mm-hmm. uh, the movies. In Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, he looked he looked ripped. The the key there is uh, more protein mm-hmm. when you're trying to because I had this this shuffle, for, if you will, this dichotomy for a while. Well, I don't want to lose muscle mass while I'm cutting down for a contest. They increased the protein. Uh, I made sure that I, I trained as intensely and briefly as I could. Mm-hmm. It's uh, not a matter of weight lifting, but the more weight you can use in good form, the better off you'll be. Uh, if you and I were training and you wanted to look like Hugh Jackman and I wanted to just try to get this saddle body in shape again... <laughs> We would probably train maybe four days a week. You would not need cardio during those those times. And this was Arnold's theory. None of those guys back then did cardio. Mm-mm. His theory was, if he's working out with you, Travis, I get my set. You know, he mm-hmm. talks. He says, "You want a drink? You get it while I do my set. No drinks, other, nothing. Mm-hmm. You do a set. I do a set. You do a set. I do a set. What happens within about 20 minutes?" Your, your cardio has already kicked in. You've elevated your heart rate to the desired level. Now, as you know, 
the heart, cardiovascular, cardiopulmonary system, does not know the difference between weight training and running and skiing or whatever to elevate those physiological mm-hmm. entities. So if you and I are working out quick and hard, we don't need cardio. We've already got it with our workout. Now, I'm probably getting off into a tangent no, that no. most of these folks are not interested in. But uh, I hope they are because if you're not interested, you need to get interested because if you want to achieve, I, I think that's what's wrong with most of the people that I know and in our country. Mm-hmm. Most mm-hmm. of my acquaintances, they want it all. Oh, yeah. But they're not willing to sacrifice anything. Oh, they want it right now all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to yeah. work for it. Yes, you do. You got to yeah. work for it. I will say the discipline I got uh, through my training has, has served me. I hope you don't mind saying this. It sounds uh, like I'm blowing my own horn, but it's helped me with other aspects mm-hmm. of my life. It's helped me with business, with writing. Uh, that kind of discipline carries over. And you're a very disciplined man. It's one of the reasons you're able to do all the things you can. You don't even sleep much, buddy. But without discipline, we're just not going to not going to do it. Whatever you, that you is. You got to, and we're we're quickly segueing over to some some really, I think, some fun stuff okay. here. Yeah. But what you just said, it starts with a dream. Yes. And a desire. Mm-hmm. And to have a laser lock focus and a crystallized vision of what you want, whether it be a body, a company, a relationship, Mm -hmm. then you have to work for it. But here's the thing. In my life, there's been times that I've gotten fired up about doing something. Mm -hmm. And dad, blame it. I'd do it for a day or two. But the first day I didn't feel like doing it, I wouldn't do it. Now, I'm not that way anymore, praise God. I know you're not. Yeah. But I was that way. And none of my dreams became a reality. And they haven't become a reality today. Not in their mm. fullness, but right. I have faith. Right. If I work hard, I'll be blessed. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a, a man, everyone, that has run companies, been an author, got a family, has been all over the, the nation, has bodybuilt, fit all of this in. How old are you now? Uh, 77. 77. Had to ask that, did does you? Not, <laughs> oh, my gosh. I mean, you should. If I was 77 and looked like you did, I'd tell everybody, I'm 77 <laughs> because you look phenomenal. Oh, thank but you. It, That's it, kind of you. It's it is. trying to live a healthy and well lifestyle. But the discipline, mm-hmm. how many days... Did you get up and do what you needed to do when you didn't want to do it? Well, probably one out of three, honestly. Get up in the dark and drink some coffee and go work out. Uh, But What what drove you, though? What drove you on days? Because it's very difficult to do the things you need to do in the moment. Very easy not to do them. What drove you to go on and get your arse up and get down there in the gym and, and work out? The only, and eat right. Well, the only thing I can say is I had the want. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted it. I didn't, you know, the skinny kid who was picked on, that's probably why I got into martial arts too. And then you get to a certain degree of strength and in, in fighting proficiency, you don't want to fight anybody, you mm-hmm. know. But I knew that if I didn't get up and do it once, it'd be easy not to do it the second time. And pretty soon, um, well, my wife will tell you, and this sounds awful, but... I, I just never wanted to be like everybody else. Amen. Okay. 
And, and folks, I don't I don't mean that the way maybe sounds. No, you know? I think it's yeah. good. Okay. I, I think it's good. I think it's good because I'm we're not, we're not today talking to everybody that will listen to this today or over the next month, over the next year, two years. All of our stuff's archived. We're not talking to a group. We're talking right. to a person. Right. There you go. And there's somebody that's an Arlie or a Travis mm-hmm. or a Jill or a Sasha that says, you know what? They're they're right. Mm-hmm. They're right. I, I'm not getting out of this. Life is as a vapor. Here today, gone tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting right. out of this what I want out of it, and it's up to me to change right. something. And I'm going to have to do what I'm supposed to do even when I don't feel like Exactly. And I, I think you and I agree Hey, buddy, if, if one single person out there gets the message and improves their life because of it, hey, good. I'll come back as often as you want. I'll take them one at a time, mm-hmm. you know. I got so far. I had worked for so long, so hard. They say when you've worked so hard, so long on something, it's really hard to quit the longer and harder you work on it. Mm-hmm. And I got to a place where it definitely didn't look like anything that I wanted or anything I'd worked for would ever come into being for me. Yeah. It looked that way. But you know what I did? I said, you know, if I wasn't working at this, if I wasn't putting forth effort at this, if I wasn't working 16 hours a day, if I wasn't doing everything that I'm doing, what would I be doing? Mm-hmm. Sitting on the couch. Right. Sitting in, how am I ever going to see my goals through doing that? You're right, 100% right. So, you know, why not go for it? Why not put forth effort? Now, we're talking about physical training. We're talking about uh, nutrition. Mm -hmm. But I get asked this a lot. Does supplementation play a role here? Does supplementation play a role? And I'd really like to talk about our brand and your brand. Okay. Because we have a lot of common interest. And a lot of people probably do know and some don't know when I talked to you years ago, I said my dream, my vision, part of it is to have our own supplement line called Zero Drag. Great name, by the way. Yeah. And, you know, you, there's no money in it for you to make and for you to see value in what we were doing and to help it. Because most people, just so y'all know, in this atmosphere, this business, if you want to have your own supplement line, quality supplement yep. line, You'd have to spend twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars mm-hmm. out of the gate just to get started, and you guys financed that for us and worked uh, on that for us, and we're forever grateful because it's one. If nobody else took the stuff, I was going to take it because <laughs> I believed in it. Yeah. So we've got this awesome line. It's doing better all the time. Zero drag. You've got Lazarus Labs, mm-hmm. and uh, you formulate our products for us, provide them for us, and then you have your own products. You have some stuff we don't have. But supplementation, okay. I have said, I guess I've talked out of both sides of my mouth. I tell people that you need a practical, sustainable, and fun program. Right. And everything that you need, not everything you want, but everything you need needs to come from your grocery store. And if you're training and you're eating right, supplementation can give you the edge. Exactly. But I don't think if you're if you're not going to eat right, unless it's some of the stuff we're going to talk about, like somnifrin and xanifrin, yeah. if it's you're talking about weight loss supplements, 
And you may get mad at me for saying this. <laughs> don't buy mine or don't buy anybody if you're not going to be disciplined and eat right. I, I agree. Okay. Absolutely, because we're both about helping people mm-hmm. at the end of the day. So here, here's the thing, Travis, my viewpoint on it, and I didn't mean to cut you off, mm-hmm. buddy. I just, uh, in the perfect world, we might get all the necessary nutrients we need in the necessary amounts. Right. The reality is that most people don't consume a well-balanced diet. Right. Even some of the folks you're working so diligent with don't. Mm -hmm. Uh, They skip meals. Most people, a lot of people tend to skip breakfast. They tend to eat a lot of fast food. I I call it junk. It's not food. Mm -hmm. And they don't like them. People don't like the foods that are rich in certain vitamins and minerals, you know, like spinach or kale or broccoli. Why do you think that is? Um, I think quite possibly they didn't start on it when they were young. Mm-hmm. And once you get on the fast food wagon, it's hard, it's hard to like natural mm-hmm. foods. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you have, I'd be curious if you have a theory on that. No, why they no don't. I agree. It, yeah. you, you know, if you ever get in the pantry, it's hard to get out. And yeah, that's right. That's I, right. I think you're right. And I see that with, you know, again, I just try to be real with people. Don't lose that train of thought. Yeah. I just try to be real with people. Um, that's what Jesus would have me to do. And I come, I never thought I would, mm-hmm. uh, but we come from a, a, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for, Jill, a divided home. Um, you know, my wife and I, after some failings, went through a divorce. Mm-hmm. And I'm not knocking her and I'm not lifting us up. When the kids are with us, they have to eat right. You know why they have to eat right? Because there's nothing else in the house. There you go. Okay. When they go home, they have a lot of stuff that, you know, Funyuns and Doritos. And and the thing is, they don't particularly like when they come to our house and we serve vegetables. They, and mm-hmm. I think it goes to the point right. that you're, right. you're saying there. Yeah. It's harder later oh, when yeah. your palate suggested it, it, to jump. It's, it's harder later now. By no means do I follow an ideal diet all the time, uh, but it, it's such a habit with me, folks, that mm-hmm. when I go to a birthday party, and I, I know even my wife thinks this is odd, and they have cupcakes and cake, I, honest to goodness, don't want it. No. No. Makes me you sick. Know, yeah, it really does. Uh, and again, I sure don't eat perfect. Life's to be enjoyed. Food's to be enjoyed. But still... Everything in moderation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe, back on the supplementation, less than 75% of, of Americans, uh, no, no, I'm sorry, more than 75% of Americans get less than two-thirds of the RDAs for certain vitamins and minerals. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that vitamin, mineral, antioxidant supplementation is a form of of let me say that it's uh, inexpensive insurance for your mm-hmm. body. Um, I often say to my clients, you know, I, I'm going to share with you what I do, mm-hmm. and here's why I supplement. And I'm talking yeah. about more vitamins plus pro. I'm yeah. talking about um, the herbal boost. I'm talking right. about different things like that. It's your way of putting back in what nature's trying to take out. That's a wonder I gotta remember that. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's yep. that's true. That's the only way yeah. I know to put I take well, you sit on my desk. I live it every day. Yeah. Krill oil, 
conjugate linoleic acid, coral calcium. Yeah. And folks will tease me, how can you take all that stuff? My body needs mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. My body needs it. We, I mean, we've never lived in a time like this when there's been so many environmental toxins, stress toxins, am that's, I right? That's, that's very true. Stress, uh, food preparation, mm-hmm. food processing changes the vitamin mineral Oh, content. my gosh. Soil yes. depletion. And mm-hmm. as you said, pollution, environmental pollution, stress levels. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All these things affect it. Uh, I prefer to err on the... The the side of I'd I'd rather be a little bit wrong than than leave my body without some of the things it needs. Absolutely. And again, I, I folks, I'm not perfect. I don't claim to be. I'm I just want to live as long and as healthy as I can. This has been something that's been going on, and probably nobody will remember these names. But Kenneth Cooper, who uh, was the aerobic guru, mm-hmm. finally came around and he endorsed vitamin mineral supplements. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor Costelli with the Framingham Heart Big studies. He's another one. Uh, Linus Pauling, of course. Mm-hmm. And nobody will probably remember know the name of Alton Oshner, but I lived in the New Orleans area for a while, and he was head of the Oshner Hospital, and he definitely recommended vitamin mineral supplements. So mm-hmm. you're on the right track. Protein supplements, I don't know what your take is on it. And any of these folks that have been to any of your sessions know that you, you I think, quite correctly stress the need for protein, it's the most abundant substance in the human body next to water. Um, but the RDA guidelines, the, I don't know if you've told the folks about that, was eight-tenths of a gram of protein per kilogram of body weight. Well, folks, most people go, well, what are they talking about? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Which would be about 15% of the daily diet. Uh, I, I kind of go more to 25% at least. I'm not sure what you think about that, Travis, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, it's hard to get too much protein. Protein is, is the only substance that uh, uh, builds cellular growth and repair for muscles, hair, skin. Uh, no other no other nutrient does that. Protein can be used. And folks, if you already heard Travis say this, somebody just call in and tell me to shut you're up. Get, you're getting a little deeper, and I think that's good. Oh, okay. They've heard my line. Well, uh, protein can be used as energy, but it's not very efficient. There's a process called gluconeogenesis in which it's converted to glucose. Uh, Protein and weight control, I'll bet you that Master Travis has told you all about this. But since protein is the only nutrient that, that builds muscle mass, it means that it's directly related to that person's metabolism. Mm-hmm. Now, interesting thing, each pound of muscle mass that a person gains elevates that metabolism. Mm-hmm. Now, it's going to depend. Uh, all it, The studies will be more clear, but usually when CNN or something picks it up, they'll give you, oh, 50 calories a day. Well, actually, it's going to depend a lot on your metabolism. But each pound of muscle tissue that a lady, an older man like myself, a young man like you gains, we mean... That means that a person has to eat, let's say, 35 extra calories a day just to maintain that muscle mass. Mm-hmm. So if you gain 10 pounds of muscle mass, woo, you need 350 more calories a day just mm-hmm. to maintain it. Conversely, you let your protein get low, you become a, a couch potato, you lose a pound or two or yeah. three pounds of muscle. So that means 
you slowed your metabolism by the rate of 35 mm -hmm. to 50 pounds of muscle yeah. that you lost. Travis knows all this, folks. I know you know it. But I just wanted to get into some of the... I'm not as articulate about it. Well, I don't know about that. I'm stumbling all over here. No, but. Let, let me let me draw this point out, too, and I think it, it may help some people make some proper correlations. We get people in here every day because of our demographic. Yeah. Our demographic's not bodybuilders. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's 35 to 65-year-old females that want to drop anywhere from 30 to 100 pounds. Gotcha. And we have people who want to lose 300 pounds. We have people who want to lose 10 Mm -hmm. But that's our demographic. And the first thing, because they've been so grossly uninformed, they come in and they say, oh, this ain't a high-protein program, is it? And then I'll say, you go ask whoever's giving you that information, how many grams of protein do you need a day? And you know what they'll do? They'll come back and tell me 40 grams. That ain't enough to keep you... That's ridiculous. No, it's That's absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. Asinine. It is. It is. It no is. wonder we have an obesity epidemic. And. And then they go on a low-calorie diet. You tell them I'm what happens. Low-calorie diet. They're not working out. They're doing cardio, mm -hmm. cardio, but they're not doing resistance training. And then they're eating high-carbs, low-calorie junk. They're losing weight in the early stages of that type of program. But what are they losing? They're losing a lot of water weight. Right, and they're Bring losing it. muscle mass. Yeah. yeah, what happens when we lose muscle? You lose your metabolism. You do. You nailed it. it that's perfectly right. Mm -hmm. It it's sure crazy. is. It's crazy. Well, re remember, folks, the, the RDA, uh, recommended daily allowance, and there's a new term for it, uh, but it adds up to the same thing. That's the minimum amount you need to maintain health. Mm -hmm. Minimum amount. Mm -hmm. So people say, oh, RDA is 40 grams of protein. If you're active, if you're older, if you've had injuries, I'm with Travis. How are you going to repair? How's you're, your you're body going to repair Exactly, itself? exactly. It don't take carbs and repair itself. It can't. That's right. It can't. That's no, right. can't. Never. Only protein. Never. Yeah. Never. It, it blows my mind. And then, uh, here's what I tell them in class. You won't hurt my feelings if you have a different <laughs> opinion. There's four macronutrients. Mm -hmm. Water. Protein, protein carbs, and fat. Carbs and, fat. Yeah. and on the, the food pyramid, carbs is the one they say you need the most of. Carbs is an energy source. Yeah. You, if if you've got stored fat, that's stored energy. It is. Why do we need more carbs? Exactly. Need more protein and good fats. Good fats. That's right. What's fat's role in all of this? Consuming fat. Do we need to have a zero fat diet? I, I would not definitely not recommend that. You need a certain amount of dietary fat for a number of reasons, including proper hormone function, uh, long term energy. And the, the omega-3s, some of the fats are very, very healthy. Mm -hmm. uh, MCT oils, which you recommend, I believe. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. For good health, yes. Uh, probably I'm right online with you, Travis. I like uh, a good amount of protein, no less than 35% of calories, <laughs> good carbohydrates, not sugars, and healthy fats. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. Hey, we're from a time standpoint, oh. we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about Arlie's book, Cestus, and uh, it's an intriguing story, and uh, we'll, we'll be right back with that. Meanwhile, do check out their website, LazarusLabs.com. Yes. They've got some great products that Sasha and I take. Somniprin, and what is Somniprin for? Som Somniprin is a sleep aid. Uh, 
as a non-prescription pharmaceutical firm and supplement company, our goal was to uh, provide products that are very close to the the prescription items, but filter out the side effects. So without mentioning any, any product names, some of the sleep aids, they put you to sleep, but it's pretty groggy to get mm-hmm. out of them, and some of them has been very effective. And so, the one that Sasha loves so much for her anxiety is... Oh, Xanaprin. Xanaprin. That, that's our alternative to Xanax and things like that. Uh, Xanaprin's been very, very effective. Um, it, it does help with anxiety and stress relief, and there's absolutely no negative side effects. So, uh, And again, is it as strong as Xanax? No, we don't think scientifically you need to be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Awesome. Awesome stuff. I got too long-winded. I did. I did. No, it was me. I was a big mouth. Everybody knows me. I don't know if we have time. So we'll be right back. Be right back.
right. They were they were looking at their watch. I was looking at mine. We both thought the other one had to go. <laughs> but no, Arlie is still with us. And first of all, let me give you our call-in number. You may be out there, and you may have some specific questions for Arlie about workout regimen, what you should be doing to lose weight. You may have a supplement question. You might want to get his take on these things. Uh, you can give us a call at 917-889-9115. That's 917-889-9115. When you call in, just hang on, and I'll get to you as quick as I can. You can ask uh, questions of, of Arlie or myself. Uh, we do. We just confirmed that Arlie will be back with us next Tuesday at 3 p.m. That's next Tuesday at 3 p.m. And we've made this introduction, uh, you know, the connection between you, our listening audience, and Arlie. And next week, he is going to come back at 3 o'clock, hopefully take some questions, do some Q&A, but he's going to get real specific on what our female demographic needs to do from a training standpoint to lose weight, whether you're 30 pounds overweight, 10 pounds overweight, 30 pounds overweight, 100 pounds overweight, how should you start? And he's going to give you some specific workout recommendations that you can leave that show with and get started. And I just want to reiterate again, he's a member of the American College of Sports Medicine. He founded Choice Weight Management Systems. He's been on board. I mean, this guy has got a wealth of knowledge. Certainly, he presents himself with great humility. That's why I love him. But you guys, I want y'all to glean some of this knowledge and put some of it into action. So he'll be with us next Tuesday at 3 p.m. to do Q&A and to prescribe, if you want to call in, some specific workout regimens that you can do to help you shed those pounds. So I hope you'll put that in your calendar and take advantage of that opportunity. Now, I was telling them, Marley, that I looked at y'all. Y'all looked at me. We're all looking at our clocks, <laughs> and I thought y'all had to go. Y'all thought I had to go. Uh, but before we get into Cestus, one more thing I want to recommend to you is from a supplement standpoint, if you're doing everything that you're supposed to be doing, you're eating right, you're exercising, we've mm -hmm. got some good supplements. How, you do indeed. Zero yeah. drag weight loss and energy, I think it's the pinnacle of weight loss supplements. I, I would agree totally. You get the full range of vitamins and minerals you need. Uh, you have some antioxidants in there, which are really important, and even some probiotics. So you've got actually three or four products all in one there. So I, I think that is your pinnacle. It'd be a pinnacle for most anyone, Travis. That's, and, and that being our vitamin, we tell everybody they need to take a vitamin, regardless I agree. whether I, you're training or not. I, I agree, yes. Yeah. What? How do you feel about the supplement that we have here that, you guys formulated, it's got our, our brand on it, it's called Weight Loss and Energy. How do you feel about that product, oh, okay. Weight Loss yeah. and Energy? Right. Can it help someone lose weight? Yes, it can. Uh, and you know, like like you, Travis, I, tr I try to tell it like it is. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, 
with with any, including pharmaceutical products, you you need to follow a lifestyle like Travis and Shibola outlines. You do that, you're you're going to have continued success. Uh, the the product that that Travis is talking about is something that uh, was unique when we started formulating it, and then it's uh, it's actually primarily pharmacological, which is uh, the link between the pharmaceutical and the pure herbal. Uh, it's something that that our our company uh, developed, and uh, it's very safe. Uh, all of the, the things that we manufacture for Lazarus and, of course, for Zero Drag are, are produced in the United States in FDA-approved uh, laboratories, which means right now, and we have three facilities around the United States, right now the FDA could come into our facility in, uh, in Florida and say we're here to inspect, and they go through everything uh, the and our zero drag products is, go through this process. They do indeed. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, very rigorous. Mm-hmm. You know, they they sure do. Uh, the zero drag weight loss energy is, uh, as I said, it's it's basically a pharmacological product. Uh, I don't know if you recommend it this way, Travis, but we we generally recommend a tablet. Uh, about a half hour before breakfast That's with water. That's exactly yeah. what we do, the wa- per, per your recommendations. Yeah. The water is very, very important. Uh, no matter how good it's working for you, uh, do not exceed four tablets in a 24 It's, it's strong. Correct? It is strong, yes, sir. Um, this is designed to do four things. Mm-hmm. Uh, suppress your appetite, of course. I need help with that. <laughs> Increase energy. And it supercharges your metabolism. And I, I, I know you explain a lot to the folks about yes. metabolism, which takes place basically in the mitochondria of the cells. Mm-hmm. You, you rev up metabolism enough, and folks, your weight loss problems are over. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I like this. I think actually Travis came up with it. It it does. It turns your body into a 24-7 fat-burning machine. I'll give you credit for that, Travis. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. It, re- it really does. It, as far as things stand now, I, I'm not aware of any non-prescription item, prescription item that's as potent. And the main thing is, it, it's free of side effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and when we first, when we originally talked, I said, look, you know, our clients say they have this problem; they mm-hmm. can't control their appetite. Right, right. They, when they're on reduced calories, they they sacrifice energy. Yep. And they'll tell me they have a weak metabolism. Mm-hmm. And, of course, protein and fiber and all these things, that's right. going to help that, working right. out. But we talked about it, and you said, I've got just the thing. I remember that. Yeah. And I yeah. remember Josh bringing me some to sample because I sample everything before I ever put it out Absolutely. there. Absolutely. And yeah. fell in love with it. Sasha and I still to this day take it. Now, I don't know if you recommend this, but I – stay on it eight weeks in a row and come off of it four weeks. And then, is that wrong? No, I actually, I think it's a good idea. Okay, good. And it, it follows somewhat what the physicians recommend or should recommend for the prescription Adipex or Phentermine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think it, it's safe, Travis, but safety first. Safety first. first safety first. And the re- various receptor cells in your body, I, we can get that at another time. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
will react better if you take a little bit of time off. Now, if you have uh, people that are taking your products in, in your weight loss system, they could go to, uh, during that month off to the herbal weight loss if you want. Herbal boost? Herbal boost, mm-hmm. yeah. Perfectly okay. safe. Yeah. How do you feel about the, the herbal boost product? I know... You know, green coffee bean, mm-hmm. you, you you see proponents of that. You see people against that, raspberry ketones. I think it is it is an enhancement that's safe. It is safe. What we do, strangely enough, and, uh, uh, of course, at each of our laboratories, uh, manufacturing labs, we have Ph.D. and we have, you know, medical directors, but... Uh, I, I haven't watched a lot of Dr. Oz, but I kept in touch. And you all may, the best of Dr. Oz, mm-hmm. and he recommended at one time uh, Garcinia and another time green tea, and then a few other things. Now, uh, I'm not a physician like he is, mm-hmm. but, but you know, I have medical training, uh, probably more experience simply because I live longer, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we took what we thought at that time was the best of Dr. Oz. Mm-hmm. And put it all in in one proprietary formula. Uh, the green coffee bean extract has seemed to work well in in research. So is the raspberry ketone, caffeine. But uh, Travis, a very moderate amount of caffeine in there. Mm-hmm. Caffeine acts as a uh, it, it acts as a, a stimulator to to the other products. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not the term I really wanted. Uh, green tea extract, the only thing I've heard recently, and that's flawed research, is that it might cause some problems in the liver, I believe. But that was, uh, you know, you you need more than five or six people in a, in a test. You know? yeah. Now, anytime, just for all the folks who are on your zero drag products, anytime we find out there's the slightest doubt, uh, we'll take that product off the market and, and Give us a month or so, we'll reformulate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, I I believe too that um, I tell you, I tell you what's helped me with weight loss and energy. Do I feel more energy? Yes. Do I mm-hmm. feel more appetite control? And some folks may not like what I'm about to say, but during the eight weeks that I'm on it, mm-hmm. I'm so much more consistent with my eating regimen because mm-hmm. I know that I'm I've invested money in the right. product. Right. And I want to do my best with my nutrition for that eight-week period. That makes sense. It help, it's a it's an extra hook, if you will, mm-hmm. that keeps me involved and invested. Yeah, but that that's true. Along with the physiological effects, it does have what I consider to be a positive mm-hmm. psychological effect. Definitely. I think that's what you're saying. You know, oh, definitely, yeah. definitely. I mean, it's not a placebo effect because all the ingredients have been proven to work in yeah. various studies. Right. But it does have that mental. If if you're a focused individual, it has that mental side for me. You know, I'm focused to get through this eight weeks. It's just another hook. Well, I don't want to just keep on talking about supplements today. Mate, you're, wanna, you're in charge, buddy. Whatever you want. Well, what we really got you here today to discuss was, and I guess we've done it in chronological. <laughs> Because you, how you started, it was a good introduction. You know, how you started, what got you into this. Right, right. But now your passion is is your authorship of your first novel. You've done a lot of writing. Yes. This is your first novel. That That's true, Travis. And it's been very well received. Well, uh, 
naturally I want to spread the message more. Mm-hmm. But uh, on Amazon, so far, it's all five-star reviews. It's, it's remarkable. Yeah, it's yeah. a good read. Thank I know you. Thank you. I read it. I, I probably read 20, 30 pages, got hooked, got sidetracked, <laughs> and then went back to it months ago. And it, it, to me, it's it's like I like to talk to people about the Bible, about the Scripture. Mm-hmm. It's it's very, I don't know what I'm trying to say. It's got all these hidden meanings, though, uh, that connect with mm-hmm. people, you know. So, Cestus, tell mm-hmm. us about your novel, Cestus, the origins of it. Okay. How it can, you know, I find that it's very like the Bible. The Bible, a lot of people say, I don't understand the Bible. And I'll say, I didn't at one time either. It it must be spiritually discerned because it was spiritually written. Mm-hmm. This is a very spiritual book. And Thank I you. think the origins of it can help people understand how, what okay. in the world possessed you to write a book like this. <laughs> good, good question. Um, let me take you back in time. True story now, Travis. Over 30 years, um, I was attending service at a small biocide church in, in near Houma, Louisiana. And the priest father, Joseph Hayes by name, told the story of uh, a fierce warrior who fell in love with a beautiful woman, uh, probably as a head of a warrior clan. He probably in, in battle carried her away, but he really fell in love with her. And this woman was killed in a battle, and the warrior could not bear to be parted from her, so he fashioned a rough casket uh, similar to the travois, if any of your history buffs that the American Indians used, and he carried her along with the rest of his clan to the safety of a mountain height, about a three days journey. And uh, there he wanted to see her beauty just one final time. She was absolutely the most beautiful creature he had ever seen. Well, he tore the casket open, and as you can imagine, he beheld a maggot-infested horror. Now, that, the priest said, was the transformation of the man who would become known as St. Loyola. Some of you may know that name. For that fierce warrior realized then that all beauty, all power, all earthly possessions passed away. So the warrior went in quest of the meaning of life. Now, I was fascinated. So returning home, in those days I was splitting my time between... uh, Louisiana and a beach home I had in Bay St. Louis, I began to research the story. Now, this was before Google uh, and before computers, so I had to go to the library, which I love to gather information, and I couldn't find anything. I even wrote off to Oxford University in, in London, and I could not find a single reference to Loyola that matched up with what I heard. So it must have been a year or so later I returned to the church on the bayou and I saw Father Hayes. And, in fact, I looked him up and I said, Father, I want to thank you for giving me the idea for a novel. And he said, oh, what's that, Harley? I told him, and he gave me an odd look, and he said, I never preached that sermon. And I said, okay, I I knew him pretty well. In fact, he came to the fitness center. You thought he was teasing you. I thought, you're pulling my leg. And he said, no, he said, I'm not kidding. He said, I I would know, I I keep a a homily, a a record of all my my sermons, so I don't repeat them too often. He said, but in this case, he said, 
I never even heard that story. So I was pretty stunned. <laughs> but I knew then that whatever power sent that message to me, it was my mission to spread the message. But the road turned out, you know a little bit about me, the road turned out, as it often does, to be very long and very winding. Though I, while still a young man, I, I had that fire in the bones. You know, you know all about fire in the bones, buddy. I had the fire in the bones to write, to create. Uh, and it came, I'll, I'll make this real quick, uh, junior in high school in this small town, uh, teacher read William Faulkner's The Bear, and the rest of the class went to sleep. <laughs> but it that sparked, that was the first spark. But I thought, well, wow, you know, I'd love to write. And uh, I'm sure like anybody else, he, you know, he works in a factory, works on a farm or something. Uh, but still, I'm going to do it. There's no money in it. Well, it turned out I'm right. There's not much money in writing for most people. But even though I had that fire in the bones, it was kindled. Uh, but while a very young man, I still had family responsibilities. So uh, in all honesty, I would have been personally, I, I think, happy being a beach bum writing. Uh, I, I could not uh, have my family and my those, those, those I was responsible for could not. They could not wear those same threadbare shoes that I would have stepped into. It. So I worked hard at my business uh, and wrote whenever possible. Early in the morning, late at night, uh, I did short stories, poetry, and two and a half novels. And all put away to revisit and revise. So, um, in time, uh, as you know, Travis, I was blessed with a wonderful, beautiful family. Talk about a blessing. Yes, you were. Yeah. And financial success beyond anything that this poor boy ever dreamed of. And still, here's the thing, folks. That fire in the bones, or more appropriate, my soul, burned ever, then br- ever, ever, ever brighter. It wouldn't go away. Money would not... Mm-hmm. tamp it down I came to realize that follow me now I cannot not write so I continued expanding my global business endeavors and I wrote and wrote and wrote and just before my 75th birthday I'm stubborn if nothing else <laughs> that vision on the bayou came to life Cestus is the legend of the fierce gladiator and warrior who exchanged the power of the sword for the power of the cross uh I think my readers have told me it's a story of hope and love and redemption, but it's for Christians and non-Christians alike. So my message right now is not only please buy a copy of Cestus, I would appreciate that because I I think it's a good mission, a good message, but also it helps cancer research. But my real message is, and Travis knows this, if you have that fire in your bones, Whatever that fire is, in your bones, your heart, your soul, my goodness, stoke that fire for all you're worth. For that's your mission, it's your gift, it's your purpose in life. And I can tell you, truly, that we never fail until we stop trying. So that's it with Cestus. Cestus, again, I think it has so much to do with that spiritual unction you had to ride it. Yeah. And I don't want you to give away anything. I don't know spoilers here because some folks are going to want to read this book. But I think the reason I connect with it some, and I'd like to reread it again to absorb more of it. I I rewrote it 11 times. (laughs) Oh, I mean, it's... But you've got this guy who 
he's lost his way. He's bitter. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He's bitter. And Absolutely. I can, I can connect with that. Yeah. And then he goes through this this entire, this bitterness, these different phases, all the way through this redemption and almost being grateful. Is that wrong to say? That's right. How? how uh, what inspired, is that something that parallels your own life or, or every man or woman's I, life? I think every person to some degree, Travis. Uh, I connected it, uh, to the character. Yeah, good. Mm-hmm. And and Cestus, uh, it's actually Stephan, a boy of the forest who was captured by slave traders. I'll give you a brief synopsis. And he sold into slavery to the, the Portius family in Rome. And uh, because of an incident there, uh, probably they would have killed him in those days. But uh, Lucius Portius was uh, uh, a general, a senator, and one of the wealthiest people around. And he didn't like to give anything away. So he sold this boy to uh, a, a gladiator school. Uh, a Lanista, and uh, Stephan actually grew up there. Uh, in time, he went into the arena, and uh, he had this fire inside of him. He made him an unconquerable fighter, so much so that that's where his name came from. The original uh, gladiatorial games were more like boxing, and they wore leather gloves, and that's why they weren't very popular until they brought swords and knives and uh, animals into the arena. Uh, Stepan was so, he, he defeated everybody, even with Cestus, Spike Cestus on. He won his freedom uh, in the arena by killing the uh, the top bodyguard of the emperor. And uh, then he wandered around like a Conan-like character. And sure enough, he met the niece of the prophet Zebediah, fell in love with her, and the rest of it parallels. Now, uh, a lot of this, Travis, was a, a message given to me. Uh, certainly, uh, I'm very grateful. I'm, I'm certainly, I would think, the, the last person on earth that such a message would pass through. And, but uh, it, it was something I could not put down. Um, I, I'm glad that it's come to print. And uh, that's, to me, the one of the greatest things I've done with my life. But that that was the grace of God, if you will, you know. We're, this came from someplace, and it's sure not me. But as you know, it was my task, and it took years and years and 11 rewrites while I was doing all these other things to came to fruition. So, Well, it's so – you're always articulate. That's not my mm. forte to be articulate mm-hmm. and have a rich vocabulary. You certainly do, and when you write, it's even more so. But yet – do you mind me reading just a quick excerpt from no, it to no, the people? Whatever you want. Because what, here's the, the point I want to get across to the people. The back okay. of it, in Arlie's words, okay. as he's describing the, the story of Cestus and how this all come to being – if you look at the cover, you see me on it. The, mm-hmm. the smart yeah, with the abs. The abs. Yep. 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 I and thank you for posing for that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, when, when I see it, the first thing I would do if I didn't know you, I'd pick it up because I like stories of Spartan, you know, right. all this stuff. Right. But the back of it is it was laying there. I'd read some pages and I didn't pick it back up for a while because I was busy. Yeah. Right. And I wanted to, but it was laying like this. Mm-hmm. And here's what I read. It said, this is the last paragraph in something kind of lengthy where he, he's explaining where this come from. He says, dumbfounded, I questioned people who had been in the same church that Sunday, and not one of them recalled hearing the sermon that I did. 
whatever power sent this story to me, mm-hmm. that, that hooked me. I know it is my mission to open hearts and minds and souls to the power of the cross. Just one, just one quick paragraph. Okay. One of my favorites. Cestus paced slowly about the cell as he said his morning prayers. The first thing upon awakening, he would recite the prayer that Jesus had taught his disciples. Then he would ask the Lord Jesus to live within him that day to grant the peace and love and joy of his presence. Next, he would ask God the Father to give aid and comfort to those he knew to be in need. And afterward, he would pray for the souls that had departed the earth, always saving mention of Rachel for last, dwelling with her a while in memory according to the circumstances in which he found himself. There was something else he would have added this day, but he did not know if it was worthy to ask for such a thing. It troubled him that he was to be brought before a tribunal with his hair uncombed and tangled, his clothes dirty and torn, his bodily badly in need of a bath, not because of personal vanity, but because this day he would stand to bear witness to the word. Yet perhaps it was better this way, he thought. It would be a sign that the outward world did not much matter. Now, this guy has went through, this is toward the end of the book. He knows he's doomed. He knows he's doomed, but he's went through a transformation. Yes. Yes. I mean, by the end of this book, this guy, the Bible says that we will either fall on the rock or the rock will fall on us. And if we fall on the rock, we'll be broken. Mm-hmm. And if the rock falls on us, we'll be ground to powder. Early in this book, the way I take this, Cestus was, if it, it, that bitterness, mm-hmm. he was going to be ground to powder. Oh, But he was redeemed because he fell on the rock. That's right. And, and embodied in that, he was... He was Probably the most feared killer in the whole Roman Empire. Yeah, he changed. So if he could be saved, that would, mm-hmm. then certainly the rest of us can. Yeah, and had a desire to point people to the Word. Right. You read that magnificently. Thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I, I enjoyed reading yeah. it, and I hope that some of our listeners look. There's so much noise out there in life. I mean, there's Harry Potter, for crying out loud. (laughs) But, you know, here's something. This is a hidden gem, a diamond, if you will. And I hope some of you, someone, will get hold of a copy of this and spend some time reading it, spend some time in prayer. Now that you know the author, now that you know the place in his heart that it came from, Get the book, and first of all, you're contributing to cancer research, mm-hmm. but you're going to be reading a good book that's going to that's going to touch your heart. That's based on the Word, the Word of God, the story of Jesus, and one man's moving for losing everything that he cared about, mm-hmm. yeah. and moving from a point of bitterness to redemption. Pretty amazing yeah. stuff, Arlie. It, it's amazing that I was chosen. To, I guess I'm the vehicle to, through which this was. Mm-hmm. But thank you. You you you're so kind. Well, you, I, you I really think so. really are. And it may or may not be. We can talk about this later. 
uh, if if any people would like to visit a book signing or something, maybe we can arrange it. It leads me to a question. They they can reach out and connect with you to get the book, or they can go to our website, mychapolis.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Uh, the book's eight dollars and ninety five cents. I mean, he's doing this because he wants to touch people. And um, if you want to to get a copy, go to our website and just search for Cestus C E S T U S. Get you a copy of the book. You mm-hmm. won't ever regret that decision. Uh, and then, is it safe to say that you would uh, autograph a copy? Oh, we'd be delighted to. If, if be honored to. It, yep. Well, Arlie will autograph you a copy <laughs> and get that to you right away. I think you'll enjoy it. Anything Good. else on your heart and mind today that you'd like to share with the folks? Well, I, I, I've been delighted, truly now, and honored to be here. Uh, I, I thank the world of Travis and Sasha Martin and everything they're doing, and it was. It's a great opportunity, and I want to thank you, Travis, to be here to talk about, of course, about cestus, but how we might help people, weight loss, any any goals, yeah. how we might help. You've got a great program, and uh, I thank you for inviting me back. Uh, it, I think we're alike in that it's it's mission, the the mission, not the money. Oh, yeah. definitely. I know that, buddy. I know that. I think we're. Um, it comes from a good place. It comes from the Lord, and we're trying to help people with their mind, body, spirit, mm-hmm. their soul. It's it's a good work. But at the end of the day, if any, and I know Arlie and Jill agree with Sasha and I, if any good things accomplished out of our efforts, mm-hmm. we just bow our unworthy head and give Jesus the praise for it all. Amen to that. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming Thank today. Thank you, my friend. And we'll see you next Tuesday at Absolutely. 3. Absolutely. We'll have be. some workout regimens for these sisters. Yeah, uh, I will indeed. You know, Hope they'll take advantage of that, and it's going to be a, an, another great day. And we'll stay on topic, but yeah. we did want to make the introduction and uh, make you guys aware of this this fella who is mm. how old? <laughs> 77, isn't it? Seventy-seven. And it, it's an, it's another story which I may or may not it's get into. It's pretty bad when my daughter tells me you look younger than me and I'm forty-five. <laughs> oh wow! Know, it's not right. But those pictures of Saab is older than you when I had them taken. There you yeah. go. You're just starting, buddy. Don't even yeah, don't, don't start. tell them that. But with, you you know some things that maybe would be appropriate or not for a radio show about uh, my medical history and the fact that oh, I'm definitely. still here. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Longer than they said. Yeah, I mean, you've defied the odds yourself. Well, not myself, but, you know. The Lord. Yep. And, and yep. I think, though, and we'll get into that maybe the next time, I think, though, uh, look, none of us, uh, I won't even go that route. I'll just say <laughs> this. I will say that as long as you have vision, the Bible says people without a vision perish. Mm-hmm. You know, none of us is living forever. We ain't getting out of here alive. No. But when you lose your vision, I don't care if you're 35 or 95, it's over. I agree. Your body may still be here. I agree. But you're not much good anymore. Yeah. You know, if you don't have vision. And you've got vision, sir, and you always inspire me. Thank you so much for coming today. We appreciate everybody that has tuned in. This will also be on our website as an archive recorded video. All you have to do is go to myshibolatha.com, and you will see a podcast there on the homepage. And this will be listed with our other podcast. God bless every one of you. We love you. See you next time. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.